right, welcome guys. This is Planet Seas TV. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and we are back for another episode. And today I'm super excited because I got the pleasure of interviewing not just a friend, uh, but also a person that I admire heavily. His name is Jason Matthew. How are you doing, Jason? I'm good, Chris. Good, good to be back, man. It's exciting. Yeah, now you're making <laughs> upgrades, man, all the time I see. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, man. Well, hey, I'm super excited to have you on here. Like I stated before, you know, we're friends. We also um, share a connection with our faith. And, uh, you know, we've been friends uh, since Austin days. He's in Tulsa now. So he's obviously in a different place making big moves. But I'm proud of my, my friend. And, uh, you know, today we wanted to, to speak. Well, I wanted to speak with you about Leave Me Not. Okay. Yeah. So before we kick it off, right, everybody's probably wondering, what is Leave Me Not? Can you tell everybody a little bit about your company? Yeah, sure. So Lead Me Not is a mobile application that I uh, built for Android devices to start. And um, it's, it's pretty much a platform to help men and women fight destructive digital habits. So our first use case is really focused on fighting unhealthy sexual behavior. So uh, consuming implicit and explicit uh, sexual content, right? I mean, the, the easiest way to describe that would be uh, people who watch pornography who want to stop watching pornography. But it, it doesn't only have to be that, right? Um, so when I think of destructive digital habits, even though that's our initial focus, it could be anything from uh, gambling to uh, shopping, being on shopping sites for too long. So there's there's a lot out there as far as what's digital and what can lead to destruction, so to speak, um, and just these unhealthy habits. So lead me not uh, right now, like I said, it's for Android. I want to build out a platform that's multi-device, uh, but it's, it's the first holistic and proactive accountability platform that's out there. Um, proactive in the sense of helping us understand like, hey, what are your triggers? What are the things that actually lead you towards a point of potential no return and then holistic in the sense of it's not just these defensive tactics that we're taking of, I want to stop doing this or stop doing that. How do you start replacing that? How do you become more introspective, reflective? Um, so I want to, you know, this is an end to end experience um, to help, to help kind of eradicate these unhealthy behaviors. That's awesome, man. Um, I love that you guys offer an array of different things to help people with digital habits. But I got to ask, right, uh, the name Lead Me Not, how did you come up with that name? It's an interesting <laughs> name. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um, as you said, we share our faith as, as Christians, right, as believers. And uh, Lead Me Not is from the Lord's Prayer, um, Matthew 6, when the Lord uh, teaches us or says, hey, we should pray in this manner, right? Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. So uh, when I think of my own journey, right, of destructive digital habits, and you've seen the video, and if you go to leadmenot.org, you can watch my testimony on, man, why did I even do this? It's because I used to struggle with really a deep addiction to um, dating apps, right? And um, man, how that led me to unhealthy relationships with, with women and not, not treating them as sisters in Christ and, um, and just the redemptive story there. And it's a continued work in progress, of course. But when I think of the most powerful prayer that I ever prayed um, as it relates to this journey, it's lead me not in temptation. I don't even want to get to that point of no return, as I said earlier. And 
it's powerful when you pray like, God, take these temptations away from me and these triggers from me so that I'm not at a point where it's like, oh, well, it's too, it's too late. I'm already in it. You know what I mean? So yeah, when I was thinking through names uh, of the app, kind of different variations, I was like, wow, lead me not, uh, had, a, had a nice ring to it. So and it seems to be resonating really well with people. And I would say I like the name. It's catchy from the beginning. So uh, I love the, the deep intel that you, you brought into it and how you came up with the name. So that's awesome. Uh, what you stated earlier is also the, the mission of your company, right? Uh, you stated what you guys focus on and, and what you guys want to target as far as the audience. Um, but I do want to know what is the vision of the company? Where do you see this company going in the next couple of years to even up to 20 years? What is the vision for your company? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I actually have a PowerPoint slide, uh, which I won't hey, share. If you want me to share, I can. <laughs> if you think it's appropriate, I can share that too. But I do have, sure. I do have a vision around um, kind of where I believe Lead Me Not can go. But it okay. starts with, it does start with that initial idea around um, how do you create a, a platform that true well first how do you create a platform period and then two how do you create something that's truly holistic and uh proactive right mm -hmm. so as i said the initial use case is all around um uh sorry the initial use case is all around uh unhealthy sexual behavior but mm -hmm. man there's such opportunity to build that out to help address any types of destructive habits, right? I mean, it could be as simple as I'm on Facebook too much. And you could technically today use Lead Me Not to address that, right? It's you, you go through our onboarding, you set Facebook as a trigger, you can set a range, a time range of, you know, Facebook between 8 p.m. and midnight. And anytime you access Facebook, it'll send an alert to your accountability partner, like, hey, Jason's on Facebook again. Um, and we're in the process of kind of adjusting that flow of like, all right, how do we make it more customizable for people that maybe only want to focus on the, on the you know, social media consumption and not so much on um, the sexual content piece. But the first part of that process is really understanding like what are all the different types of digital habits out there that can be formed in an unhealthy manner. And how do we kind of work backwards of uh, how do we address each one? Because each one is a different problem to solve, right? It's if you're on online gambling sites too much, um, the things that we need to be looking out for, because we're monitoring your activity, right? And if we determine, hey, you went to this website or using this word or this phrase, that sets off a trigger. Um, and then your accountability partner gets, gets alerted. So uh, but that feeds back into this idea of something that's holistic because everyone has a different journey and everyone's triggers are different. Um, and that's the next part that I'm really excited about is how do we use artificial intelligence um, to actually create this level of prediction, right? So uh, the first phase of AI that we're going to push out is, hey, I want to look at your Google searches. I want to look at the apps you are on and the time in which you consume these things that led up to a um, a triggering activity, if that makes sense, right? So, you know, the last time you went to some kind of pornographic website, let's say you were Googling uh, potatoes for some reason. Right. I don't know why, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that's your thing. Man, you look right. at potatoes and then you just go down this weird path. And 
you know, people that could be true for anybody, you know, like and we all have our triggers. So using artificial intelligence to actually get out there and, and do that, I think would be super exciting. Um, and then from there, <clears throat> we can do things like um, being able to actually create in a, I'm actually, can I share my screen? Is it okay? Yeah, definitely. Let's see if we can get that on. Yeah, there we go. Can you see that? So, um, yeah, so being able to do these predictive triggers, as I mentioned, then being able to actually take input from users and say, hey, um, you told me, like you can document in journal right now in the initial version, um, hey, these are the things that triggered me, right? You, you did something that was not containable in our data model and our system. You start inputting, these are the things that are triggering or, you know, yesterday at 2 p.m. I went to this coffee shop I saw a bunch of women around me that were like super attractive. I was, you know, lusting after them, what have you, right? Let's say you, you input that as a recorded incident. We're not going to be able to detect that on our phone, right? But imagine you do that once, twice, three times, four times. Now we start analyzing that analysis that you gave me, right? Of, all right, coffee shops, when you're out in public, then can we take that information and then can we feed our system to say, hey, anytime Chris goes to a coffee shop, we want him to be on high alert. Or anytime Chris goes to a coffee shop, we want his accountability partner to know. And again, like, it sounds like this really like big brother-ish, right? Like, oh man, there's a lot of people watching and like that, that, that. But at the end of the day, these are things that we're trying to do self-imposed to get better, right? right. Um, like, I want you to know, I want you to be aware. This application is not going to be for anybody who doesn't buy into this idea of radical transparency, right? And you can work up to it. You don't have to start there, right? It's like, you know my story. I started by like over the first course of like six years, like just sharing um, areas where I fell with one or two guys uh, days or a week after the fact. And then when I got to Austin, when you and I were together, real time, right? Or like the same day or the next day. And right. like, that's radical, bro. That's a radical layer of transparency. Right. But that took me six to seven years to get to. So that's where you can talk about user input. And then we can talk about things like, again, expanding our models so that uh, it's not just focused on the sexual behavior, but other things, like I said, community-based accountability hey, you don't have an accountability partner. How can I get you connected with another um, guy, right? Who you, whom you can trust. And he doesn't have to be a Christian, right? Because we're, we're unapologetically, I'm unapologetically a, a Christian, but the application itself is not explicit by any means from a, from a faith perspective. It's anyone from any faith can come and use this system. Um, and then we talk about things like, again, building out across platforms and then you know, this is where it even gets even more exciting is, man, how can you use things like wearable devices or GPS to say, right. like, hey, anytime my heart is racing, that makes me want to go and watch pornography or that just gets me down this weird path. Right? So there's and there's a lot of data out there that we can use for good. We're not selling this data. We're using data to say, and how do I how do I be a better me? How do I be a better husband? How do I be a fu better future husband? So. Right. It's uh, it's quite the ambitious vision, um, and you know, you like you know, Chris, better than I do. You start somewhere, and this is where we're starting. Is hey, lead me not version one, 
you run on your device, we'll detect what you're doing, we'll ask you to journal, we'll ask you to man, ask your quite really reflective questions and engage in, in conversation with partners. Man, you said a lot of great stuff right there, man. Um, it actually led me to two different questions, but I'm going to first harp on the first one. You stated accountability partner. Let people out there know what that, that actually means. Yeah, that's a great question. So an accountability partner. So we all know the idea of accountability, right? Is And I want you to um, push me, right? Is a... Uh, when we're working out, right? Why do people go out and, and work out together in pairs? Why do people use personal trainers? Man, they want someone to push them, right? They want right. someone like, man, I need you to, I need to see you doing what you're doing so that motivates me, right? right? Or I need you to kind of literally be behind me as I'm doing this to like push me and say, you can do it. Go, 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 go. Um, right. And I, so I didn't tell you this, but I've started using a personal trainer. And uh, we were working out this morning and uh, I need to get big like you, man. You know, <laughs> um, we were using, uh, we were working out this morning and um, we were doing like the super set and, you know, the last, the last set of 10 pushups and dude, I couldn't get past nine to hit that 10th one. I was like, if I was by myself, I would have given up like done. And like, I did it, tried again. I failed. I tried again. I failed. He's like, Jason, this break, you got to do that 10th one. And I did it. Apply that concept now to, man, what does it mean to overcome something that I don't want to do anymore? Behavioral change, right? And listen, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a behavioral scientist. I'm someone, I'm a, I'm a technologist, right? And I'm not even an engineer at that. I'm an idea guy. But mm -hmm. I look at my journey, I look at kind of where I've come from, and I, I saw something that worked really well for me, right? It's, man, if I have a group of guys that are holding me accountable, that are actually asking me intentional questions of, hey, man, did you go on a date last night? Why? Who'd you go out with? What'd you guys do? Are you planning to go on a date later today, right? That level of question, it's not about a level of questioning, that level of intentionality and like, man, I care, right? I care about you and I want to see you succeed. Um, like that's powerful. That is life changing, right? Because it changed my life and I've seen it change the life of people around me. And it's, it's very easy where you can say like, man, that can lead to guilt and shame, especially when you're looking at this in the context of like, man, I, I'm running my... I'm running an app on my phone, right? And um, if I go to porn.com, you're going to get alerted and then you're going to reach out to me, ideally, right? Um, and you could, people say like, they hate the idea of an accountability app, right? And this, this is a market that's been around for 20 years. They say they hate the idea of an accountability app because it, uh, it brings about these feelings of guilt and shame. But <laughs> that's true for anything. Right. It's that would be true if I told you that I fell into some struggle yesterday. Uh, I could feel guilt and shame in saying it. How you respond to me and how we engage in conversation is kind of what changes everything. Right. You could either say, dude, you messed up. Really? You're this and that and that. Uh, or you could lovingly, man, it's OK. I love you. You're good. We got this next time. We're good. Like. It's completely different context, right? So 
yeah, that accountability is hard, especially when you're giving someone the way in through a device, right? Of like, hey, you're not going to look, you can't get access to everything I'm doing only if it sends off a trigger, but we're in this journey together. I need your back. I need you to get my back and like to admit and share, like I need help. That's huge. That's huge. And it's, it's hard, right? It's hard. I'm not going to pretend like it's, it's easy. So um, it's going to take time, right? Like maybe in a Christian context, accountability is like, um, it's much easier to kind of stomach, but it's, it's true in a, in a secular context as well, but not applied yet to digital consumption. It's, it's interesting you say the accountability partner, uh, because when you gave the examples um, like working out and, and being with people that are going to keep you pushing, moving forward, yeah. um, you also stated that some people don't like accountability partners. Yeah. Let me harp on that real quick. Um, you know, I feel like accountability partners are like mirrors. And what I mean by that it is a direct reflection of you. So if you go to the gym, right, somebody's keeping you accountable, it's showing how dedicated you are to what your, your craft is. If anybody is ever going to be on you about something that you can improve in life, it reflects back on you of the things that you may not be doing up to par, or maybe it can show things that you've been improving. But sometimes it will show the reflection of what is truly going on in your life. And when somebody keeps you accountable, you don't like that. You don't like the type of pressure it can have sometimes yeah. or because, hey, it shows my weaknesses in my life. It makes me vulnerable. Right. Um, exactly. But like you said, I would encourage people left and right. Hey, having accountability partners, I'd piggyback off what you said. It is worth it because it will only push each other. I mean, me and you, we've been accountability partners in different arenas in life. And it has only empowered us to grow as brothers in Christ. Every single day, every time that we talk, we're always talking about the next move we'd like to accomplish or what's going on in our personal lives. And that does require a level of vulnerability. Um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's helpful. So it's helpful, man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So a question for you there on that. Like, so you're right. It, accountability adds this pressure, right? Of like, man, I'm doing this for I'm doing this for me, but I'm doing it for Chris. I don't want to let Chris down. How do you think, like, do you feel like that pressure is unavoidable when you think of accountability, um, even in the, in the weight room, right? Or do you feel like, hey, it's just part of what accountability is in principle? Like, what's your, what's your feeling on that? Uh, uh, the pressure? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Pressure, that pressure point, especially. Yeah. Yeah, I think that comes with accountability because comfort is like quicksand, right? And if you're comfortable, um, you will never really face pressure. But it's the point when you try to change things in your life for the better. That's when things get uncomfortable. And a byproduct of that is being pressured or being in tough spots where you're not in a place of comfort. So I do think that is a byproduct. Um, you know, you may miss times like that pressure points, but I do think they go down uh, in that road in that journey. Um, Absolutely. You can apply it in anything in life. Um, being a Christian, we could talk about being an entrepreneur, which, you know, let's unpack that because. You stated earlier about starting, right? And uh, you said you just got to get out there and do things, right? And in my previous uh, episode, if you guys ever get a chance to, to look back on my podcast, I talked about the fear of starting and some of the things that I dealt with starting. But I want to reverse this question on you and say, hey, can you unpack the fear of starting with the leading me not? What were some of the fears that you faced before you started your company? Were there any type of self-doubt that you had second-guessing yourself? 
we only have what 20 minutes right i need like 10 hours to... <laughs> no man um you know me bro that uh a lot of you know we we are our worst enemy right and whether the most accomplished entrepreneur is you know, whether you're mo the most accomplished entrepreneur 10 years into your craft or, or 20 years in, or you're just getting started. Um, we, we both know there's always going to be there. That's always going to be there. I have a particularly difficult challenge in self-doubt of um, just lacking confidence in certain areas. Um, I do believe that I moved faster with lead me not than I would have when I was younger. Um, and I'm also happy at the speed. I also realized we could have moved faster, but I also recognize that again, I'm my own worst enemy. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of the doubt I had was around. Um, yeah. Am I capable of doing this? Right. Mm -hmm. Considering I have a full-time job at IBM and considering the fact that like, I don't have a co-founder, I'm just doing this on my own. And I've, God put me the right people in my path and I've contracted them out and I've brought them onto this team. And um, like, again, nothing that I can do on my own, right? Like, that's true. I can't do it on my own. It's, it's all really Jesus here. So um, a lot of that self-doubt was there still is it's hard, right? You know, like you got to push yourself and you have to really believe that, Hey, something is working. Right. And I need to, get downloads and get feedback from people of what's working, what's not working. And man, even being comfortable with the idea of like promoting, right. Of like, just not in a way of like, Hey, I need you to know what I'm doing and I need you to use this thing, but like not sure. being afraid to like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of what the Lord's allowed me to build and what we're capable of doing. And like, I want you to know, and I want you to know, and I want you to know. Right. So, right. um, that's yeah that's where a lot of the self-doubt is and then the second the second point you had was around uh what around fear can you repeat that the second point you mean yeah it was just uh in general what are some of the things that you felt was it self-doubt was it fears where uh did you oh. feel like you're cut out for this like what were the things that ran through your head sure we can edit this out too right i just remember that um yeah like so so i'll say yeah so a lot of We'll pause and then we'll, we'll, we'll mix it together. Yeah, so sure. self-doubt was definitely there. And in addition to that, also a fear of um, the dollars that I've put forward, right? Capital, right? Um, I didn't get an injection of capital from anybody. Um, uh, I didn't go out looking for investors, right? It's, hey, bootstrap, use my own funds to start. And um, it's especially hard when you talk about app creation because, uh you can't spend, oh, you could, you could spend $5,000 and you'll go get an app built, but you got to be ready for the quality, right? And like, it's going to be, you get what you pay for kind of thing. That's just the, the industry. And um, yeah, so like, I think what did it, Chris, like you were there with me, you, we'd be in the car and I'm like, man, I do not want to spend, or I was like, I got to spend X this month right like remember that first installment i had to pay for the development and now i'm like oh it's gonna take this long and then it got easier to stomach once i made the first payment and when i started to see it come to life mm -hmm. um and and then like yeah i guess last thing the the just the realization of like wow uh like if i don't do this now when is it ever gonna happen right 
if I'm 29 and I'm afraid, or I'm, I was 28 when we started, I was 28. If I'm afraid to use my own money for something I believe in, or just to like take a bet on myself, why would I ever be, why would that ever change when I'm 39? Right. It's kind of my mindset is like, I'm going to be 39 and sitting and thinking and wondering the same thing. Like, why would I do that? So yeah, man, those two things kind of been key. And there's plus a lot of other stuff in there too, but those are kind of the two biggest things. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, of course, with leave me, leave me not, let's, let's go back to uh, the things that you guys are doing. Um, of course you created the app because you felt that there might be a hole in the marketplace where you felt that you could take over and provide some type of value to people out there that need it. Um, before you created Leaving Out, what did you do to keep yourself accountable? What were apps that you're using? Um, and what did you feel like the industry was lacking in particular, where you felt like you could step in and say, this is something where I can make a niche or make carve my own place out in the market? Yeah, great question. So um, like I said, the biggest, oh, I didn't say this. The biggest player in this space is a company called Covenant Eyes. They've been around for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, they've changed people's lives, right? Like they have changed people's lives. Um, and it's an amazing company and vision and mission. They're based out of Utah. Uh, but, you know, when you're around for that long, um, there's always opportunity for you to kind of get fixated on like, hey, this is what's working now. And like, it, it's still working for us and we're going to keep working on it instead of this. And like, they've made some pretty big technology enhancements too with AI and the ability to analyze photos and, and text. And like, that's, that's tremendous feat. Uh, but when I think of my own journey, uh, I think of one that, again, wasn't fully dependent on an app that required counseling and talking to guys and being in a group, you know, group context and uh, like, again, introspection, reflection. So if I just used um, the app that I use on my uh, phone, then I don't use Covenant as use something else called Accountable to You, then I would have gotten nowhere if it was just that, right? It, it took me like all that outside work in addition to this. So then it got me thinking, you know, like, hey, there's, there's could be another, like the core principle of accountability, I'm bought in. I'm not questioning that. But I believe that there's a more end-to-end -end experience that we can build out, right? Of like, why can't we bring resources into the application? Why can't we do actually lessons and content and curriculum around different types of habits? Not just, again, pornography, fighting pornography. Uh, a predictability right of like hey i notice that every time i go do abc i'm on instagram after this time or i'm youtube followed by insta like we have these patterns that we don't know and there's no one out there that can do it there's no one out there that can take that approach and again we're not there yet right i can't tell you exactly what is going to lead you towards temptation every single time that's why we ask users to input those triggers to start um, and that's why we're also, again, I'm, I'm, we're selling this vision of what we can do. The more users we, we have, the more data we have, um, and the better that'll be to help us, you know, form out everything. So 
uh, yeah, that's that's kind of when I think about what's out there today. It's there's there are tons of resources to help men, especially fight pornography consumption. But we're if we're talking about an, a truly holistic experience that leverages accountability, that leverages data, that leverages um, personalization, right? Of like, hey, my triggers are dating apps. Like, I want to know that. I want you to know that. I want there to be a more targeted effort in sending and getting that message out, so to speak. So, yeah, man, there's, there's a lot that can be done out there. I truly believe it. And, and very little has, like, a lot's been done, but very little has been done towards the ultimate vision that I'm casting. Um, and, I, like, for someone who uses one of those applications and it works for them, yeah, that's amazing. Like, I don't want to displace that, right? If you want to use this in addition to it, for sure. And uh, I just want to go about solving it differently. Definitely. That's awesome, brother. That is really good. I like that. So obviously, you know, you're starting your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, that's great. And uh, you are ahead of people that have not started, right? And we've been, start we've been talking about starting, um, you know, in our previous uh, conversation earlier. Um, but I do have to ask, what advice would you give to somebody? What piece of advice would you give to somebody just starting out in entrepreneurship? Yeah, um, man. I, you know, people say ideas are a dime a dozen. And although that may be true, it's easy to stop at just imagine if or like imagine if we could do this or like why is that? Or like if you just stop at the idea then, hey, there's millions of people that have done that, right? But to say an idea is, ideas are a dime a dozen, and then you take the first steps towards, hey, if that's something I really want to explore, let me go explore it. I'm going to um, do some market research. I'm going to talk to people. You're, you're, you're taking steps here, baby steps, right? So if, if you're an entrepreneur and you think you have an idea that you you, you think has legs, go and test that and validate that, right? Like, I think I, I spent a little too much time in the front end trying to do validation and testing and surveying and like, you know, I want everyone to take this survey. And I got over like, I think 240 something responses. But, you know, I, that was over the course of, I think three, uh, maybe two to four months. And, you know, it was great conversations and getting data and talking to people and wondering if this works and what about that and, um, and things adjusted and changed. So, you know, move at a pace that works for you, but also realize that, um, hey, it's always good to, to move fast, at least to go beyond just that initial thought, right? Of like, hey, I have an idea today and then tomorrow I share that with someone and maybe I go talk to someone who can give me some information related to the idea. So. Don't just start, don't just stop at the idea, move and move and move and push. And, um, you know, I think the second thing I'd say is the same thing I'd tell myself is don't let that fear paralyze you. Um, fear is paralyzing, period. And when that fear is so consuming, the, I mean, the only other thing you can do is just kind of sit still, right? And like, there's not, there's nothing you can do, right? If you're truly paralyzed by it. Um, but it takes people feeding thought into you. And then even just you telling yourself, like, 
hey, I don't, I don't want this fear to paralyze me because I believe there's something that there's something that can be done, something better um, to pursue. So, yeah, like you know, start with the ideas and and take those steps beyond it. And in parallel, don't let fear um, slow you down and and stop you from executing on something that could be really great, right? If and if we're ten years, you know, if you're ten years in to planting seeds and you know, you never went beyond a hundred students over 10 years and you really tried and tried and tried, you know, maybe then you make a call, right. And it's like, Hey, what could I have done differently? What should I do differently? And so, but I, all I know is like, I don't want, I don't want anyone to give up too soon. And again, I tell that myself too. Definitely. Definitely. That is so great. That to was hear, a long man. answer. So no, it's great. It's great. And, and just to piggyback real, real quick on that, or just touch on that is really our over analysis paralysis. And uh, a lot of people do that. They want everything to be perfect before they start, but nothing will be truly perfect until you actually start. And that's when you can create and work on your flaws. Um, Again, go look back at that podcast, guys, where I was talking about fear of starting. You'll learn a lot from that. Um, Hey, let's move forward, right? I think inspiration is huge in life, right? There's people that come into our life that have big impacts on us. I also think reading books are very helpful in guiding us of where our direction is or just pulling information, tidbits here, little tidbits there. Uh, Who has been the greatest inspiration in your life? The greatest inspiration in my life. Wow. Oh, man. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, I think different, a lot of different people have inspired me. Um, and, you know, the seasons in which they've inspired me has adjusted over time, right? Um, like, dude, I, I say this truly, like you've, you've been a tremendous inspiration for me in the time that we've known each other because I've seen your hustle and your work ethic and what you've done and what you're doing. And we've only known each other for a few years. And maybe at best, like two years where we really started digging in with each other into our lives. Right. Um, But like, I think back to, you know, college years, my best friend from college and my then roommate, his name is Holmi. uh, Man, he's, man, he's been a tremendous inspiration for me because, uh, you know, similar to you, he's, he has an incredible work ethic and hustle and, um, he's always been there in college. He was there in college that like, pushed me and helped me realize like, hey, I can do better and I can go faster. And, um, you know, we, I think that's why we, we worked really well together and we have different approaches, right. Uh, him and I, uh, but yeah, in a, in a law, in a huge way that he's been incredibly inspiring, but then there's inspiration from my family, my parents, my siblings, uh, but it's all in different contexts, right? Like, Hey, who's inspired me to, execute on lead me not it's probably a hodgepodge of people where i like sharing and talking about the idea and then like man i gotta start pushing some buttons here right and like you you're responsible for that he's responsible for that my sister my brother my in-laws my cousin my cousins like you know all of these people have been inspirational for me Uh, and there are yeah there's some key people in my kind of eight-year journey post-college that have been um, have been especially inspiring uh, that have like really allowed me to like, all right, double down and, and push. Definitely, yeah. definitely. What book would you recommend people to read or what book has been impactful in your life? 
Um, I would recommend, um, as a, especially as a believer, every good endeavor. So it talks about the intersection of the workplace and our faith and what does it mean to be a Christian or look at work through a, a Christ-centered context and lens, rather. Um, and I, I struggled a lot with this idolization of work and like, oh, my, wor- my worth and my identity is in everything I do, right, at work. And I'm sure there's going to be some struggle in that with Lead Me Not of, have put a lot I'm putting a lot of time into this and energy and love and like man how do I how do I not get consumed that Jason is defined based on this thing every good endeavor was an incredible book to help you realize where your identity is but also really break down work um in that context and it yeah it talks about God and the Christian faith but um it doesn't just like it's a Christian book by a Christian author but anyone could read it is my point. And um, yeah, it's, it's really powerful and it changed my life. That was awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you again for uh, meeting with me, Jason. Uh, leave me not. I know it's going to do excellent things. Uh, definitely look forward to the future of it. Uh, for people out there interested and want to know more about your company or just wanted to reach out to you to get some more uh, questions answered, how can they contact you? Yeah, so you can reach out to me at um, jason at leadmenot.org. You can go on the Lead Me Not website, leadmenot.org. Um, contact information is there, you know, Facebook, Insta. Um, you know, I'm, you can text me, you can call me. If you use the application and you need something's not working or you want to tell me how much you hate it or how much you love it, 845-596-8229. I'll put it right out there. So, yeah, man, anyone... Go on our website, reach out on, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Instagram at Lead Me Not app, and um, yeah, email as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, thanks again, brother, for uh, sharing your testimony, sharing your company, sharing just all the, the things and lessons and, and wins that you've accomplished over your, over your time so far, and I'm super excited for the future. So again, guys, this is Planet Seeds TV. Uh, we'll have another episode next week. Uh, Again, guys, remember to learn, to grow, to prosper, and I will see you guys again. Bye.